What's happening, everybody? It's Departure Project Podcast. Here we go. Like old friends, here to relive your darkest moments. I can see no way, I can see no way. And all of the ghouls come out to play. And every demon wants his pound of flesh. But I like to keep some things to myself. I like to keep my Thank you so much for being here. This is Eric. It's the Departure Project Podcast. Uh, so, for this episode, it's pretty uh, interesting for me. It's different. I've got my friend Joseph here uh, producing this for me. As you know, all the other ones I've done have been on this really shitty microphone I have on my phone. So, the sound quality should be a little bit better with this one. I'm actually pretty excited, man. So, I'm going to start this new series that I'm doing with this uh, book that I found at a thrift store not long ago. You can always find the most amazing things, but it's this cool little book called The Art of Living by Wilfred A. Peterson. I had no idea who Wilfred A. Peterson was, but the book just kind of, it was almost like a spotlight was sitting on it, you know. You just look at the shelf and something just sticks out. It's got a silver binder. It was written in 1963, and uh, I opened it up and it just had that magical smell of a old book. Like when you walk into a library filled with oxidized paper and all of the different things in there. So I picked it up and I started reading it. And I initially knew that this was the book for me. That this book could help me get through my day sometimes. It'd be filled with little pieces of wisdom that uh, I could take with me throughout my life for the rest of my life, honestly. Um, and he talks about in this book, he, this is the third book that he's written in the series, but you don't have to read the first two for this one to be just as powerful as it is. Uh, and he talks about the other books. He's like, as in the other two books, each essay explores in depth a vital phase of living. Each endeavors to condense the wisdom of many thinkers. But on subjects on which many volumes have been written, these brief essays do not profess to do more than stimulate and inspire further thinking. Ideally, they are starting point for your own thought. That part right there is, uh, you know, he, he lets you know that your thought, my thought, is just as important as anyone else's thought. Just because we may not have a name like Wilfred A. Peterson or Albert Einstein or... Uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, our thoughts are just as valuable because they all come from the same place. All they've done is spend time with their thoughts and figure out um, what's valuable in the world. And so this book helps me figure out my thoughts. It helps me go through the day and I can read it and say, you know, am I aligned with this? Do I agree with that? Does it make sense to me? How can I make it make sense to me? Um, 
So a little bit about Wilfred A. Peterson. He is, or he was, a writer. Uh, and he would write for different publications, um, like different magazines. He would do weeklies and newspapers. Um, but he, w- he was around the same time as a guy named Dale Carnegie, who's also been very influential in my life. He wrote a book, I think, in 1924 called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I read that book one day. Um, and it's, you know, it's written the same way those people talked back then. They were really proper and they didn't, like everything was kind of much more simple. And it was all these just different ways to impact people's lives. And one of the ones that stuck with me for a really long time was remembering people's names. Um, it means a lot when you remember somebody's name. Say you meet somebody and then you see them a year later and you remember their name and maybe you remember their child's name or what they do for a living. And you have something that you can go back. They may not remember your name, but imagine if you run into that person and they remember your name. Like That's going to be impactful. You're like, man, I, I matter enough to that person that they would remember my name. Uh, so that's always been something I try to do. And, and I really just think there's a lot to gain from learning from these old, really smart men. So, yeah, let's just go ahead and get into it, man. So the first essay of the series is The Art of Becoming... Oh, no, shit, that's the second one. Okay. (laughs) The Art of Living Each Day. Each day is a lifetime in miniature. To awaken each morning is to be born again. To fall asleep at night is to die to the day. In between waking and sleeping are the golden hours of the day. What we cannot do for a lifetime, we can do for a daytime. Anyone, wrote Robert Louis Stevenson, can live sweetly, patiently, lovingly, purely till the sun goes down. Anyone can hold his temper for a day and guard the words he speaks. Anyone can carry his burden heroically for one day. Anyone can strive to be happy for a day and to spread happiness around. Anyone can radiate love for a day. Anyone can rise above fear for a day and meet each situation with courage. Anyone can be kind and thoughtful and considerate for a day. Anyone can endeavor to learn something new each day and mark some growth. Sir William Osler pointed out that just as ships are kept afloat by airtight compartments, living in daytight compartments will help us avoid wrecking our lives. Osler also gives a magic word with which to face the day. Equanimity. The supreme art of living is to strive to live each day well. When we fail and fall short, let us forgive ourselves and consider the words of Emerson. Finish every day and be done with it. You have done what you could. Some blunders and absurdities have crept in. Forget them as soon as you can. Tomorrow is a new day. You will begin it well and serenely with too high a spirit to be cumbered by your old nonsense. Live a day at a time and remember that tomorrow is another day. I think there's a lot of magic in here. Sometimes I read this and I get, uh, I get excited. I get pumped up. I get, um, like it just brings me to this place where I feel like I can do anything. Like, yeah, you know what? I want to be a tough guy. Who doesn't? What guy doesn't want to be a tough guy? But at the same time, I also want to be a soft guy. 
I want to be vulnerable because you can't give love and you can't receive love without being vulnerable. Um, and I do believe this. Each day is a lifetime in miniature because like, what else do we have other than this present moment, this day that we're in? I always, I fail often on making the most use of my time. I don't always do what I should be doing, or at least I think I should be doing with my time. I have this vision of my future. I have this vision of what I want my life to be like, but I often get caught up by, um, you know, as Florence said in the song coming in, I get caught up by this devil on my back. He holds me down. And the devil can be a lot of different things for all of us. But for me, it's, um, you know, mostly following my base impulses. It's um, giving in to temptation when I know that I shouldn't, when I know that uh, my higher self or future self or real self, whatever you want to call it, when I know that is telling me like, hey, bro, let's come on, let's go. Let's go do this other thing. Let's go do this thing. Um, so. I don't know, man. There's just a lot going on. There's a lot going on in that passage, in that essay. Uh, But we'll break it down. So he talks about the uh, condensing the wisdom of great thinkers. And in this passage, he pointed out, you know, Sir William Osler pointed out that just as ships are kept afloat by airtight compartments, living in daytight compartments will help us avoid wrecking our lives. And then Osler gave us a magic word with which to face the day, equanimity. So I didn't know what equanimity meant. It sounded like a really cool word. And when I first read it, I was like, oh, yeah, equanimity. That's right. But then I realized, like, Eric, you're an idiot. You don't even know what that means. So I had to look it up. Uh, and the Oxford Dictionary says equanimity, mental calmness, composure, and evenness of temper, especially in a difficult situation. You know, like, what better way is there to face the day and struggles that you may have other than with mental calmness, composure, and evenness of temper? It's the perfect word. It really is the perfect word. It's not, um, for me, it's really hard to, to live my life with equanimity at all times. Uh, probably because I'm not always following on my right path. I know that I haven't done the work for that day that's necessary for me to be able to live with equanimity. Um, I think equanimity comes with a little bit of confidence in yourself. Like that breeds equanimity. And, uh, and sometimes, man, I'm full. Like there's nobody has more confidence in themselves than I do. But then sometimes everybody has more confidence in themselves than I do. And then it's hard for me to live with equanimity. Then it's hard to have that mental calmness. Everything, everything rattles my cage. Everything gets me uh, sweaty and jittery. And I don't like that. But who was Sir William Osler that we should even listen to him? Why, why did Wilfred A. Peterson think highly enough of him and his words to put him in this book? So I looked him up. Sir William Osler, he was a Canadian physician and one of four founding professors of John Hopkins University. So obviously right there, that tells me that this guy knew something. He was a smart individual. He dedicated his life to learning something. If he's going to be one of the founding, the four founding professors of one of the top medical schools and hospitals in the world. 
He created the first residency program for specialty training of physicians. He was the first to bring residents out of the lecture hall for bedside training. And that seems to me like a huge step, huge step in medicine, huge step in, uh, you know, care. If all the doctors were learning before that was how to treat people from a lecture hall or from a classroom, then it's no wonder why medicine took so long to advance. And he was frequently described as the father of modern medicine and one of the greatest diagnosticians. I don't know if I said that word right. To ever wield a stethoscope. And I found some really cool quotes from him that uh, I thought were pretty neat. Uh, He said, the good physician treats the disease. The great physician treats the patient that has the disease. And with that quote, it makes me think, man, like where have we come? If this guy was the one of the founding fathers of modern medicine and that was his motto to treat the patient that has the, the disease, then how have we gotten to this place where we're treating the disease? We run around with people. No wonder people can't have equanimity because they're not being treated. Um, one of the first duties of the physician is to educate the masses not to take medicine. Another Osler quote. Educate the masses not to take medicine. That's huge because now we see everybody's just taking medicine. Everyone's doped up on something. Hey, I'm depressed. Are you depressed? Here's a fucking pill, dude. Go. Go. This will numb you up. I have a headache. Here's a pill. Um, let's see what else. My foot hurts. Oh, here's some super high strength um, painkillers that are addictive. You're going to get addicted, but your foot hurts, so take them. You know, fuck that, man. We don't need that. Our medicine is our mind. Our medicine is our mind. The more we tell ourselves we're hurt, the more we tell ourselves that uh, we have problems, the more we tell ourselves we're depressed, we're going to be depressed. Um, and I think, uh, here's another one. Look wise, say nothing, and grunt. Speech was given to conceal thought. And it feels weird that I'm saying that as I'm sitting here rambling into a microphone. But if you think about it, I think about the wise people, the great thinkers of our time. They often just sit there. They don't say anything. And it's true because the second your mouth starts moving, your brain stops working. Your brain stops thinking. You stop digging into whatever thought that you had. Um, and the last one I wrote down from him was the best preparation for tomorrow is to do today's work superbly well. And I like that one because it really fits in with the Wilfred A. Peterson essay. The best preparation for tomorrow is to do today's work superbly well. And there's nothing but truth in that. If you want to wake up tomorrow morning feeling like a badass, feeling like you conquered the day, feeling like you're ready and energized to face the day, then you better do the best you can today. So that way you have a beautiful morning, a beautiful sunrise. You wake up with that equanimity, that calmness, that reassurance that you're on the right path, that you were on the right path the day before and that the road you're on is heading in the right direction. So, all right, back to Wilfred A. Peterson. Each day is a lifetime in miniature. To awaken each morning is to be born again. To fall asleep at night is to die to the day. In between waking and sleeping are the golden hours of the day. What we cannot do for a lifetime, we can do for a daytime. Man, just try it out. Try it out. Your next day, next time you go to work, 
Next time you want to say something shitty about a person. Next time you want to judge somebody that you have to deal with. Just try it out, man. Try to hold your tongue. Try to capture that thought. Try to capture that thought that's saying, man, I hate this person. They're such a jackass. They're such a piece of shit. Just try to try to catch it and stop it for one day, man. Hey, how about this? Try it for an hour. Try it for an hour. Um, you know, I, I do that and I fail every single day. I fail multiple times a day trying to do that. It's the person I want to be. That's the life I want to live. I want, uh, I want to be that rock that people look at. They're like, man, that guy never gets, uh, never gets shaken. That guy is always does what he wants to do and he does what he says he's going to do. But you know what, man, I, I've been a, I've been a true fuck up my whole life. And I work on it every day. And one of these days, I'm not going to be. But at the end of this, and the reason I chose this song for this podcast from Florence and the Machine is uh, this quote that he put in here by Emerson. When we fail and fall short, let us forgive ourselves and consider the words of Emerson. Finish every day and be done with it. You have done what you could. Some blunders and absurdities have crept in. Forget them as soon as you can. Tomorrow's a new day. You will begin it well and serenely with too high a spirit to be cumbered by your old nonsense. But we can break that down even farther. Um, Finish every moment and be done with it. We have these absurdities and blunders that creep in multiple times a day. Well... Shit, I got to stop saying we and you because I have no idea who you are or what you do. I have blunders and absurdities that creep in multiple times a day. So I need to be done with those moments. Um, They're no good for me. And that's the same goes for positive. If I'm stuck reliving a positive moment that I just had, if I'm constantly thinking about how glorious this moment was in my past, how can I possibly be thinking about what I need to do to make my future glorious or to, to recognize that the present moment that I'm living in is glorious? Um, Florence says, regrets collect like old friends here to relive your darkest moments. That's what they do. Don't focus on your regrets. Don't think about the blunders and absurdities because we all have them. Every person walking the face of the earth has them. Every single day, we all live with shame. We all live with these things that we don't want others to know about. We all, I know I always have this feeling that other people are thinking about those things about me, but they're not. Nobody's thinking that about me other than me. And everything that I'm thinking, I wear on my face. Body language tells it all. Body language tells it all. So, I don't know. I'm rambling. It's been a long time. Just, uh, so I'll go ahead and end this. man. Um, We have to fight. The world needs us to, to live each day. We all have special gifts. We all have special talents. We all have things that we can give to the world. Um, So, Yeah, I've lost my train of thought. So I'm just going to end it here, man. Fight each day with the words of Alfred A. Peterson. Shit, I lost it. Um, Let your light shine. 
Be a source of strength and courage. Share your wisdom. Radiate love. Not only radiate love and share your wisdom and be a source of strength and courage for others. Be a source of strength and courage for yourself. Radiate love to yourself. Share your wisdom with yourself. Think that you don't have to know everything. Other people know things, but listen to them. Listen and find out if they're true. Radiate love to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to your neighbors. Be kind to